Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Hey, I had a little trouble getting that out the other day, but I did pretty good today. Let's go straight to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you in praise and thanksgiving for who you are. Such an awesome Father. Creator. God, I am. Thank you. And thank you for your patience with your people. We're such children. Thank you for forgiving us, pulling us back to you. And Father, we we pray for your protection on us and on this nation and on all the children and the women and the and the men across this world that are under oppression. Father, we ask that you will guide us with wisdom, your wisdom, not ours, and guard us. Embolden us, Father. Give us the courage, the courage of Michael. Father, may we be Steadfast as Joshua. Lead us, Father. Guard us from the evil one and lead us to a victory here for those who are oppressed. May we save the children. May we save this nation from the evil one. Father, we just thank you so much for who you are. I ask that you will bless today's show. I give it to you. And bless every ear that is listening. I pray for each and every one that you will cover them today. Wrap them up in your arms. For such a time as this, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, just before we went on the show, <laughs> Rudy told me, well, oh my gosh, it's it's history, it's uh, International Women's Day. And so I have a little something I'm going to share with you about that. Now, it will be that all month. All month, I do believe. Susan B. Anthony was a political activist and an advocate of women's rights. After the Civil War, she fought for the 14th Amendment that was meant to grant all naturalized and native-born American citizens in the hope that it would include suffrage rights. Although the 14th Amendment was ratified in 1868, it still didn't secure that vote, their vote. In 1869, the National Women's 
Suffrage Association was founded by Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Anthony to continue the fight for women's rights. In the early 1900s, women are, were experiencing pay inequality, a lack of voting rights, and they were being overworked in response to all of these. 15,000 women marched in through New York City in 1908 to demand. They were demanding their rights. I don't believe they burned any buildings, though. I don't think they did that. In 1909, the first National Women's Day was observed in accordance with a a declaration of the Socialist Party of America. (laughs) Oh, that could be telling, couldn't it? This was celebrated on the last Sunday of February back in 1913. An international women's conference was organized in 18, I'm sorry, in August of 1910 by Clara Setkin, a German suffrage, suffragist, and leader to, in the women's office. Setkin proposed a special women's day to be organized annually and international women's day was honored. The following year in Australia, I'm sorry, in Austria, Denmark, Germany, and in Switzerland, with more than one million attending the rallies. On August 18, 1920, the 19th Amendment was ratified and white women were granted the right to vote in the U.S. The liberation movement took place in the 1960s and the effort led to the passage of the Voting Rights Act, allowing all women the right to vote. When the Internet became more commonplace, feminism and the fight against gender inequality experienced a resurgence. Now we celebrate International Women's Day each year as we push continuously with the hope of creating a completely equal society. Uh, This is put out by uh, a history uh, place where Rudy picked it up. But I'm going to tell you what. You know, we have... Women's Day, we have, you know, the Take a Daughter to Work Day, and we ignore the men. We just ignore the men. Because they've had all these privileges and all these rights all their lives. They have worked hard, too, my friends. I'm not downplaying women. I like women. I'm I'm one myself. I kind of like to be, you know... Spoiled. <laughs> now, they wouldn't like that because they want to be all tough and everything. But if you go back and study, and I have been for that book that I'm writing, which hasn't got done yet, you go back and you study the women of that time. And they were about family. They loved family. They weren't the Margaret Sangers that hated marriage, thought women should do whatever they wanted to do whenever they wanted to, and they shouldn't have to give birth to babies. And she didn't want any birthing going on with colored children because she was a white supremacist. So, in conjunction with this, this just popped up before I walked in here. And it's the Epic Times. Mass rape, sexual abuse, communist China's genocide tool to eliminate faith. Regardless of their ages, the CCP is persecuting spiritual believers of all faiths under the disguise of re-educating them. Oh, it's our Democrat Communist Party that says we all need to be reprogrammed, isn't it? Well, this is showing a young woman here. She's tied and she's being whipped and beaten. They're getting ready to uh, 
do something to her hands. They've got it tied to a chair. We've got problems. Across the world, evil exists. But here in the United States, it's no different, my friends. Oh, we may not see witnessing this, but we're allowing it and we're calling China a friend, according to Biden. Well, I want to share with you today this quote. And it may end up being a quote that we just continue to go back to. And I've lost the name of the woman that wrote it. I didn't type that into my quote. Marilyn Voss Savant. Savant. Born in St. Louis, Missouri. She's a Missouri girl. Never before in the history of this country have citizens been so jerked around logically to the point where they have become incapable of making reasonable decisions. Now, I want you to think about what's going on in this country. Right now. Today. How confused can possibly people possibly be? We don't even know what decisions to make. Oh, my goodness, should I do this? Should I do that? Never before in the history of this country have citizens been so jerked around logically <laughs> to the point where they have become incapable of making reasonable decisions. Well, today's show will hopefully be a call to action, a wake-up call, and an encouragement, a plan for all of us maybe for all the above wake up call encouragement and a plan all of the above if you have one I want you to get out your bill of rights your copy of your bill of rights I want you to look at it as we continue today's show you're listening to CSC Talk Radio this is Beth Ann and we will be right back America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bring an America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. 
You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSE Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business. Grow common sense. And together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to Beth at CSCTalkRadio.com. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm going to read that quote one more time. Never before in the history of this country have citizens been so jerked around logically to the point where they have become incapable of making reasonable decisions. When Rudy asked me about the uh, um, teaser for today, I said, a measuring stick for government. So today's show will hopefully be a call to action and a wake-up call and encouragement and maybe all the above. We must not save the democracy. You got that? We must Squash it down, continue squelching it away in this great constitutional republic. We were established as a constitutional republic. I know I say this all the time, but you must start realizing that that language matters. Repeat it over and over again. We are not a democracy. We are established constitutional republic. I know all the history about what they have done with the incorporation and everything else. But we are still, we the people are still a constitutional republic regardless of what those goofballs are doing in D.C. Do you understand that? Democracy is mob rule where minority or individual loses every single time. Democracies survive only briefly, and during such time there is great chaos and confusion. Do you know what gender you are today? 
As it grows in strength, the oligarchy takes over, the elite in D.C., and we march right into communism, where, of course, the citizens, the individuals, become the peasants. You will own nothing. All land, all property will belong to the government, and you will be told what your occupation will be, and it will be fairly distributed. $15 minimum wage will be a $15 equality wage. All must be the same, unless, of course, you're one of the elites in D.C. Let me give you the measuring stick. So, get your pencils ready. First of all, God created man. Our constitutional republic and our laws were established by our founding fathers according to scripture. Judeo morality. Judeo Christian morality. God created man. God is numero uno one. And man is two. Man, the people, created the state. The state is number three. Whatever state you're in, that is number three. The states got together and they created the federal government. And the federal government was only there to pull things together for the states and just organize. They were to be the least of the power. The very least have the least power. The federal government has four, or government in general, they have four basic duties of power. This is where you can write it down. Now, remember now, they work for you. Number one, to protect citizens from foreign invasion. Whoa. Foreign invasion? Would that mean like a whole bunch of illegal aliens crossing our borders and flooding into the United States? Hmm. Or does that only mean if they've got combat boots on? Number two. To protect citizens from crime and maintain peace at home through law and order. What did we see last year? We didn't see peace, did we? No. They have to do what they have to do. This is protest, mostly peaceful protests, as they're burning and looting and killing and maiming people. Number three. To provide justice in the courts. And that justice has a rule book, too, has a, has a measuring stick, too, and that's called the Constitution. Number four, to keep the people free. Liberty. Not to bind us down with more laws and restrictions and mandates and <laughs> licenses and permits. And it goes on and on and on. But they are to protect liberty for the people. Before they write or pass any legislation, there should be a question in their heads. Does this preserve or diminish liberty for my constituents? And that's it, my friends. That's all they're supposed to do. They're supposed to write laws, but the laws are supposed to meet these criteria. This is where I remind you to carefully... Carefully read the Bill of Rights, in particular, the first ten. 
I had to chuckle at this quote. I have said this before, maybe in a different way. And I don't know who this man is. Rudy tried to look it up. I think he's just a citizen. His name is Albert Burns. He says, Amendment 1 through 9 specify certain things which the government was not allowed to do. And then the incredible Tenth Amendment, which says, in effect, if we forgot anything else, you can't do that either. Yes, I used to tease my old boss that, you know, you have you have a job description and the very last one is anything else I ask you to do. The Bill of Rights restricts the government, the elected, from doing such things unto you. That's what is listed in those first ten amendments. Our legislative and our executive branches and the judicial branch as well. They have lost their way politically, constitutionally. They believe that they have power over you, over we the people, which they do not unless we wield it over to them. And I fear we have done way too much of that. I said long, long time ago, long before I ever even knew Derry Brownfielder was in in radio, I said, Christians are compromising themselves out of all their First Amendment rights. And look where we are today. So if you have a copy of the Bill of Rights, I beg you to get it out. Get it out and read it. And if you have a copy, Lordy help you, of the H.R. 1 bill for the People's Act, read it. <laughs> it's only 800 pages, I think. Or the COVID bill relief bill. Do they measure up to those four powers of duty for Congress or government? How about the executive orders that Biden is signing like they're book, like he's having a book signing, just one after the other? I think he's up to, how many is it? Is it 70 now? Okay, I could be wrong on that. By the look on Rudy's face, he got really shocked. None of these measure up. No, they don't. They do not measure up. We are designed to be governed locally, not dictated down to from elites sitting on their perches behind armed guards in D.C. in the People's House. No. Unless you think... Oh, Beth, I don't want to get involved in politics. I don't want I just. I just want to be the ostrich with my head in the sand. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to go away. No, it's not. I wish that were true. I felt that way once, too. I used to laugh. You know, I raised five children. I spent a lot of time in the kitchen and a lot of time in the laundry room, which were on different floors. I got a lot of exercise. That's why I was thinner back then. But Ron, Ron Paul, not Ran, Ron Paul said this, The reality is that politics involves itself with us, whether we like it or not. We can bury our heads in the sand and hope that things get, don't get too bad, or we can fight when government treats us as its servants rather than its master. Do you feel you being treated as a servant rather than a master? And this is from Butler Schaefer. The state, whatever its form, 
is terror. For it depends upon threats and violence to obtain obedience to its will. You need to be reprogrammed if you voted for President Donald Trump. You need to be reprogrammed if you even begin to think for a sliver of a second that the 2020 election was rigged or stolen or that there was anything that went on that was not legit. They have to put the fear in you. I think a million people in D.C. that day on January 6th put the fear in them. I believe those who entered were a setup to get the rest of them. They didn't know there'd be a million. They knew there'd be tens of thousands. There are millions, a lot of people to show up in one little city to rally for justice. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Allen. We're going to continue with our measuring stick and we will be right back. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. So I exaggerated a little bit on 75. It's 36 executive orders <laughs> so far. But that's just the orders. He's done other executive actions that aren't that's orders. That's true. So I, I know that somebody last night said 70-something. Yeah. And uh, so... <laughs> But this this is an article, and then we're going to move on. This is an article that I just got recently. The Swiss narrowly back proposed proposal to ban face coverings in public. And I got pretty excited. What? They banned no more masks? Well, I don't think they were having any masks there anyway. But it's actually, it says two Swiss cantons of or states, Ticino and St. Gallen, already have similar legislation that foresees fines for transgressions. National legislation will put Switzerland in line with countries such as Belgium and France that have already enacted similar measurements. Well, what they're banning is the wearing, the Muslim women wearing their veils and their face coverings. That's what they're banning. For obvious reasons. But the line in here that caught my attention, I'm going to share with you because I think it has to do with COVID masks as well. One mask, two masks, three masks. (laughs) All right. Faces should be shown in a free state. Now, we have Antifa that goes out and peacefully protests with their faces covered so you cannot know who they are as they start fires, as they loot shops, as they push old ladies down and old men down, as they attack from behind. They're a bunch of cowards. So they wear their faces covered. Faces should be shown in a free state. Don't you agree with that? So the executive orders, as I said, use your measuring stick. If you didn't get that, you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I will give it to you. I got it straight out of a textbook. 
Biden to order creation of gender policy council. We have to have a special council committee to uh, to analyze and figure out what we can do as a nation about genders. That does not meet the four criteria, does it? It doesn't measure up. He's doing something he shouldn't be involved in. Now, this is something I've had been holding it for a while. I wanted to share with you. I want you to understand that the tyranny we are seeing, that we are feeling, that is going on in D.C. with the executive branch, the legislative branch, and, yes, the judicial branch, they are not separated powers anymore. They are empowered together to make us into a communist nation. Oh, but, Beth, we have... Some good people on the Supreme Court. Yeah, well, where were they? Where were they? This is coming from, and I always get their name mixed up, but it is the uh, Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, AAPS. And this is the Tamsin Rosenrosser. Say that three times real fast. It's a Dr. Tamsin A. Rosenwasser. And I'm going to share this article with you because I want you to understand. Get get those ten Bill of Rights out. But then let's move on to something else. The year of whatever it was when that 17th Amendment came to be. She says here that H, what H.R. 1 would do and why it is even possible. H.R. 1 is the first bill proposed by the newly installed majority of disenfranchised all who would oppose their radical programs so that they can retain power forever, no matter how many ordinary Americans are destroyed. H.R. 1 would not be a threat, nor would it even be conceivable that it would be proposed were it not for the 17th Amendment. Now, you think about that. We've talked about the 17th Amendment before. She goes on. The 17th Amendment should never have been passed, and it should be revoked. The 17th Amendment destabilized these United States, which is my Democrat, which is why Democrats love it. And it was deceptively promoted by progressives. To his credit, Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska has called for it to be revoked. Well, we'll give him that one. Article 1, Section 3, Clause 1 of the Constitution reads, The Senate of the United States shall be composed of two senators from each state, chosen by the legislature thereof for six years. The 17th Amendment changed it to, The Senate of the United States shall be composed of two senators from each state, elected by the people thereof for six years. The 17th Amendment was ratified on April 8th of 1913. 
Another one of the horrible things that happened under Woodrow Wilson, the socialist racist Democrat. Wilson's other mortal sins include getting these United States into World War I, resegregating the United States Civil Service, imposition of the income tax. Yeah, that's when it started, which is now a tax on labor as well. And the creation of the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is a group of private bankers in charge of the United States money system. So if you think the Democrats have only been socialists and communists for a, a brief period, we are fools. However, we have to recognize, this is not in her article, this is Beth adding to it, that our Republicans, many of them, go along with this stuff. She says, that is against our U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5, one of enumerated powers giving Congress the power, the responsibility to coin money, regulate the value thereof, and the foreign coin, and fix the standard of weights and measures. Yeah, I missed that one on those four, didn't I? <laughs> we'll redo that. H.R. 1 provides the automatic registration of voters from states' databases, which could lead to multiple or duplicate registrations and registrations of illegal aliens. H.R. 1 provides for online voter registration not tied to any existing state records, such as a driver's license. The potential fraud and chaos is clear there at H.R. 1 would allow people to vote with no voter ID or verification. H.R. 1 would restrict states from using the U.S. Postal Service's national change of address system to verify the addresses of, reg- of, of registered voters and erase the power of states to remove restric- rest- uh, registrants from voter rolls due to failure to vote. No matter how much time has passed. No matter. H.R. 1 mandates early voting, same-day registration, and no reason absentee voting, among in many other monstrosities in the early 800, in the nearly 800 pages. It would federalize elections, taking them out of the control of the states and putting national elections in the control of the people in Washington, D.C. If that doesn't scare you to death, then you are a free people by heart. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, the 17th Amendment. We'll continue that when we come back. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book. 
yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book, write it, and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212. That's 800-378-3212. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHANN, or call 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all the is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, Set your table with Liberty, the new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. 
Mm-hmm. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm going to continue with this article from Dr. Rosenwasser. Uh, she is a part of, and you can visit their website, of, uh, Association of American Physicians and Surgeons at aaps.org, aaps.org. She goes on in this article. Now, she's claiming that the H.R. 1 would never happen had it not been for the 17th Amendment. The 17th Amendment diluted the power of the states by the fraction represented by the number of legislators in the state divided by the number of people voting in that state. Since that fraction is very small, the power of the states over the federal government was greatly diluted. Now, let me put it another way. Prior to 17th Amendment, the legislatures of each state, they appointed a senator, two senators. So it wasn't a popular vote. It was someone within your own state that they appointed. And they answered to that state legislature. But now they're like, I don't know what you call it. You know, they're free. Freelance senators. <laughs> they can go from one state to the other. If they got enough money, they can get elected. Free range senators. Free range? Free range senators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be one way of explaining it. She goes on in her article. For example, the state with the largest population, which is California, has a legislature composed of 120 legislators and a population of more than 39 million. The state with the smallest population, which is Wyoming, has a legislature composed of 90 legislatures and a population of somewhat more than 579,000. Without analyzing each state, it is obvious that answering to 120 people who appointed you to the Senate, who probably meet with you, and to whom you answer directly, makes you much more accountable than answering to 579,000 or 39 million, even if only 10% of them vote. The legislature's very job is to supervise you and to make certain that you are keeping the interests of their state at heart. The voters' supervision cannot be nearly so direct. That is why these legislators here lately, you know, it's just been like whatever, when they censor, like Liz Cheney. Ben, did Ben Sass get censored? I think he did. Um, some others that did. I can't remember who they were. Some did not. But it didn't seem to worry them a whole lot, did it? Yeah, whatever. You know. At the Constitutional Convention, the sovereign states came together in the convention in order to form the federal government. See what I said? (laughs) As their agent to carry out certain functions as per the enumerated powers. Senators were sent to Washington to uphold, defend, represent, and guard and retain the rights, jurisdiction, and interests of individual states. H.R. 1 relies on Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1, which reads, The times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But the Congress may at any time, by law, make or alter 
such regulations, except as to the place of choosing, choosing senators. Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1 makes sense within the context of the original Constitution, but it makes no sense with the 17th Amendment. The two clauses are now diametrically opposed. The Constitution should not have been so bastardized, she says. The 17th Amendment fundamentally changed these United States. Has the Supreme Court been totally intimidated, except for Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and maybe Neil Gorsuch? The Supreme Court should take note of the analysis above in striking down H.R. 1, should it? God forbid be enacted otherwise. There should be state nullification by disobedience to H.R. 1. We may need sanctuary states where the Constitution is followed as intended by the founders. Dr. Rosenwasser is very wise. She's very astute with her Constitution. And she is correct. Although this was written before this last weekend, whenever the Senate past H.R. 1. Once again, the American people are being duped. We're being stolen from. H.R. 1 has more to do with power than it does with helping American citizens. H.R. 1 is about reconfiguring forever the election system taking that away from the states and giving it to Nancy Pelosi or whoever the Democrats have in charge one day it could be AOC can you imagine how bad it will be by then well let's see wasn't all that great under Paul Ryan either was it because our legislators have big heads and they've grown very wealthy on the backs of you. Why can we not get them off our backs? We be the boss, not the servant. They be the servants. And they have lost their way, America. They have completely lost their way. I had another article. I'm out of time. I can't share it with you today. But it's talking about progressives' policies need to be fought off by the states. By the states. You see, we were designed to be governed locally. And the most power of where you are is your county sheriff. Except in Delaware, they did away with them. They're just more or less dog catchers. Why'd they do away with them? Because they can stop the feds from coming in and doing bad things to you. That's why. They can stop these laws that are unconstitutional. They can stop them in their county. 
But if they keep passing things like H.R. 1, which is unconstitutional, do you think anybody in that Supreme Court is going to stand up against it? Well, Dr. Rosenwasser has her doubts. They refuse to see any of the lawsuits against the election. They refuse to even look at them. So everybody goes around on the Democrats. Oh, they have no proof. They have no proof. They have no evidence. Yes, they do. It's just nobody will look at it. Go to my website, cstalkradio.com, and I have several different um, videos there from different sources. One is Mike Lindell's, but there's another one, and I can't think of the name of that uh, investigator that's done a lot of investigating. And it's a very long one. You might want to pop some popcorn. You might have to take a break. You need to start schooling yourself up because this fight is real and it's not going to work unless we, the people, get in the fight and bring America home. Your call is being transferred to the listening ear, listening professionals dedicated to hearing you. Hello, listening here. Who am I listening to? Um, Carrie, but I was calling my mom. Yes, you were, but your mom was so busy, she felt it was important for you to have someone who could completely focus on listening to you and you alone. So she subscribed to our service. Go ahead. I'm listening. Well, I'm not quite sure. Where to start? Well, I can listen to school issues like science projects. I can listen to boy problems, although that's an extra $3 per call because of the emotional drain on me. How about we start with how you wish you had made cheerleader? I didn't try out for cheerleader. Uh, this isn't uh, Mary? Carrie. I'm Carrie. Oh, oh, sorry. There is no substitute for a loving parent. And when you really listen, love is what they'll hear. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. 